welcome to the show, Toylines.com podcast. I'm your host, Tom Romero, and joined with me today is Ian Westoff. How you Hello doing, everybody? Ian? Good, Tommy. How you doing? All right, thanks. So, why are we doing this podcast, Ian? Everybody wants to know why should they should tune in. You know, oh. I mean, we both love toys. You know, we're just so passionate about it. You know, we got our our blogs going on on toylines.com. You know, um, so why why do you love toys, Dan? Why why should people listen to ours? Ah, uh, why do I love toys? I guess it's part nostalgia. It brings you back to when you were a kid. Um, just when times were simpler, especially in our crazy days we're having now. Uh, does going to the toy store with your parents and getting that new toy and uh, getting oh, into yeah. a new toy line. Um, yeah. Something really cool. Rest in that, peace, Toys R Us. Yeah, Child's World, um, yeah. KB Toys. Uh, just, Panda, Panda World. Yeah, there's there's no there's not even a toy store left. It's just Target and Walmart. Um, and it's mostly just good memories. Um, I guess that's something you just we never outgrew. We just still like them. Uh, yeah, you know you don't play with them. You, you you collect them, and it's it's in a way a work of art. Um, so why podcasts? Um, to discuss it, you know, is um, I feel there's like-minded people out there, and uh, maybe they'll like. What yeah, I'm. Say. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I want people to listen to us and think about the toys, you know, that maybe you know we can have a common thread, you know, get people to you know besides us to discuss toys with us and right. you know what, what try, was your, to, try like, to have fun with it. What was their favorite toy? You know, uh, everybody has a favorite toy line. Uh, oh, might, you know, it's could it be something that was so obscure that didn't even last. And it's not even just from the '80s. Like for us, it could have been from the '90s. It could have been from a movie that bombed, but the toy line was so cool. You know, so it's uh, even today. There's new toys coming out. Um, Based on old toys, new toys. Based on new toys, it's just a, uh, you know, to toy world is still going. Um, we just have to look elsewhere to find them. Yeah. So, uh, what are your favorite I mean, toys, Tom? I love He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, ever actually, since I was a wee child. Oh, wee lad. No, let me ask you this. So, I was I I do like He-Man. Um, I. I had the toys when I was a kid, um, and, and you'll know uh, I have to ask you many questions most of the time because I forget a lot about human. Uh, but I am sort of falling into it now, kind of getting more into human. Let me ask you now. My question is for human fans: Is do you refer to it as human or Masters of the Universe? What's the proper term? What's the proper name for it? Because I always just call. That's call a it great question. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I just uh, say man, so I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people I've spoken with, um, you know, especially going to PowerCon and stuff like that, everyone just refers it to as He-Man. Um, okay. I know, I know, some people at Mattel refer to it as Motu or Motu Classics, but yeah, I mean, I always refer to it as He-Man. That's cool. So, but, so uh, yeah, 
I, I still have my first, my very first vintage He-Man straight from Christmas of 82, 81. And but yo, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll never stop. I'll never stop loving He-Man. Yo, those are toys. And that... I want to talk about them. That's why we're doing this because I want to discuss He-Man. I want to come up with ideas that maybe no one else has thought of, or you know, you know, just that. You're He-Man. These are things you're never gonna get rid of. This is something you would always keep. You gotta oh, keep yeah. one toy Absolutely. line. He-Man is one you're keeping. Oh yeah, definitely. And okay, so not only do you have your vintage toy, I know you collect some of the modern stuff depending on what it is, and you know it gets expensive. Oh, classics, right? Classics to me is the perfect toy line ever. And you're Rated not by the four horsemen, super detailed. So just for those who are not He-Man fans, classics is not like a vintage line. It's called He-Man classics. Correct. Yeah, I mean, classics started the whole uh, reinterpretation of, of well, it's a reinterpretation of the vintage line. Okay. So two thousand, wow, two thousand eight. Um, brand manager Scott Knightlick decided he wanted to redo He Man. Four Horsemen had the same idea, a super detailed, super articulated action figure that that just raised the bar for today's standards of action figures. Now, the Four Horsemen started off at McFarland Toys doing hyper-detailed action figures. You know, I mean, let's face it, back then, around McFarland's era, you know, they were just highly detailed statues. They didn't really have that much articulation. Right. Toys were never detailed until the... Uh, or as detailed as, until these guys came along. If well, I'm, I'm kind of remembering until yeah until yeah until the McFarlane era ninety uh, four. And these are the guys that you can imagine. Um, four Horsemen. These are the guys you can. Im- they're perfect for He Man. They you could see them sculpting a Lord of the Rings or a Norse mythology. They just kind of have that in their blood. Oh yeah, they've done everything. So yeah, they're very talented. And- yeah, and you know, and and the important thing is that there there were fans first. Okay, that's cool. You know, they 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 loved Key Man so much that I mean, Scott had his idea as as I understand it. Scott had his idea to relaunch the line, and the Four Horsemen had their idea to relaunch the line. Okay. So it, it was just a, a merging of the minds, and it created one, if not the greatest toy lines ever you know i mean everyone everyone saw that that um that roadmap for for classics and now look what it's spawned you have um thundercats classics you have power rangers lightning collection i mean they're taking everything in incarnation of that brand and putting it all into one toy line that's incredible to me would you say like the star wars black figures are sort of like that Exactly. Yep. Okay. The, those that exactly. are exactly uh, six inch, yeah. fully articulated. Yeah. So yeah, and and before that, nothing. So I truly believe it all started with Masters of the Universe classics. So now, besides the toys, do you collect anything else of He-Man? Will you buy certain things here or there, merchandise-wise? 
Um, it depends. It catches I, your fancy. I have, um, yeah, I have the original Funko Pops that they came out with. Okay. Um, anything Prince Adam, I like. Um, I know um, Mega Blocks. You know, I'm not really a big Mega Blocks guy, but I do have a, a He-Man and Prince Adam figure cool. from Mega Blocks. Um, I have all the books. You know, all the comics. So yeah, I mean things like that. Uh, I'm you know. I know you have obviously a very rare figure in your collection. Um, rare because there's only one of a kind. It's a custom figure. Uh, oh my! Uh, yeah, you're... my um, Joe Amaro from or Joe Amato, excuse me. Um, he also does work with the Horsemen. He custom made a. Uh, the most powerful groom in the universe, He-Man. That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It's basically He-Man in a in a tux, you know, ready to walk down the aisle. So, yeah, that, but, yeah, that was a great gift. There's one other one that I'm thinking of that was uh, made out of um, the, the the vintage figures, and uh, it's kind of like He-Man with a different arm, if you remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. A good so buddy folks. of mine, a good <laughs> buddy of mine gave that to me. Uh, yeah, that's um, Power Arm He Man with a uh, with a screw in his shoulder. Yeah. So yeah, uh, what happened was um, that I had that figure when I was a kid, and He Man's arm broke off. So I had figure mm -hmm. He Man, and I had my dad. I was like, you know, Dad, can you fix this? Like old dads do, they. Do whatever, and, and he took Faker's arm and screwed it in, and that was my toy. So, um, years that later, was when, awesome. I, when I met Tommy, I was like, Tommy is one of a kind. Uh, so he has the He Man with, um, I don't know if it's a left or right arm, but it's got Faker He Man's arm on it. So it's, it's right, it's yeah, the right, it's arm. right arm, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's a little, uh, yeah. little piece there, yeah. So so talk to me about your love of Disney and the Rocketeer. Uh, well, Disney goes way back for me. It wasn't just um, – it was kind of like – I never went to Disney until I was 14. Uh, I remember the Disney Channel when it first came out, and you had to pay for it. It wasn't part of your cable package. I remember my dad canceling it. Me and my sister were like, oh. Um, I got into my first trip to Disney World when I was 14, and for some reason, it just, like, hit me. Um, Disney has become much more because that's where I met my wife. We're working at the Disney store. Um, we uh, hit it off while working there, dated. Um, we always went to Disney World and um, proposed to her in Disney World, honeymooned in Disney World. Uh, it's just what we love. Um, Disney's one of, for post too, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, it was um, at an event called Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. So it was uh, they closed the park, get everybody out. It's all about this Halloween party, which is a great Halloween party. Um, it's not like they say it's not so scary, and um, right at sunset. So it was by uh, Cinderella's Castle by the Wishing Well, and I wrote this nice little story. Um, and it's just been our thing, you know. Um, 
to this day it, it is just you know uh we collect it um you know we collect things disney um which leads into uh the rocketeer um the first time i heard of the rocketeer is because of disney when they put the movie out but uh that was back in like the 90s and back then there was this great magazine called comic scene and uh, that's how i heard about the comic and uh, and then back then i was like i'm gonna read this comic one day uh so that that's and i know a lot of pe people compare the comic to the movie um i think it's a great movie um a little different than the comic of course you know you first off with like um jenny and betty you know why they had to go in a different route with the girlfriend um the mm -hmm. creator of the rock pack of course in the movies howard hughes in the comics it's pulp hero uh doc savage um the second part of the comic there's the pulp hero the shadows in it um but i just i, I like that era that uh 1930s era which kind of brings me into my other like upset uh really my obsession from childhood my hero indiana jones i just I love Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana, Last Crusade, just to watch those forever. Um, one of my favorite toy lines is the Raiders of the Lost Ark toy line from Kenner, um, which is a completely different toy line oh, yeah. from their Star Wars line, which I really don't get, but um, there's not much out there. They didn't make a lot. Um, the only thing I have left is the 12-inch Kenner doll of Indiana Jones. He's missing his hat. The hat was a piece of felt, and it was terribly made. But he's got the coat, the gun, the whip. Um, not in the box, but I got it for Christmas one year. Um, and that's like nice. my, yeah, my, uh, my senior year of high school, I got it for my sister. And uh, yeah, I always, always wanted it. And I have it to this day. It's, it's such a cool toy. Um, so, yeah, uh, Indiana Jones is just um, uh, one of the things I want to talk about and in some of our podcasts as well as like the rocketeer um you know jones merchandise is few and far between however with um disney owning lucasfilm and having uh indiana jones in different parts of their parks california has the ride florida has the stunt show there is new merchandise um not always toys but they have stuff um i, I feel like indiana jones is really due for a good toy line um uh, Hopefully one day. It does have a movie coming up. It does. Um, there is. I did get. I think I got pushed back. At this point, I'm a little worried. Um, the Harrison Ford is going to be quite old, um, mm. and Spielberg, as far as I read, is not directing. Um, no. Which is kind of weird. So I mean, I guess it's fine because you know Kirshner directed Empire, and you know Marquand directed right. Jedi, and they were great movies, but. Um, you know, Spielberg directed all, all four, so it's kind of like, will it feel like an Indiana Jones movie? Will they still do the the Mount the par Well, I guess you can't do the Paramount because Paramount probably won't be putting it out. I guess Disney Films will, so they might not do that. The you know logo dissolving into the Paramount sign, but you know, I mean, we don't know yet. But uh, yeah, there's still a, a new movie, probably 21, 2021, 2020, 2022. Um, at this point, but everything's being pushed back now. So who really knows? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the way things are going now, I mean, McFarland is doing all sorts of different licenses. He's got DC Comics. 
He's got uh, Stranger Things. Stranger so uh, I mean, and look at NECA. NECA's NECA is always looking for new yeah. licenses. I mean, yeah. they have um, Defenders of the Earth coming out uh, either right. this Christmas or early next year. And that was based off a cartoon, so, wasn't it? Defenders of the Earth. That was yeah, like uh, the, the Phantom, Mandrake, and um, Flash Gordon, and yep, Lothar, uh, and the kids. They're their offspring. So, um, yeah, yeah, they're all going to duke it out with Ming the Merciless uh, from NECA. <laughs> so, um, what do we have? As so, yeah. Far? Oh, go ahead. This is, you know, no, I'm just saying this is all the stuff we're going to be talking about. You know, I'm excited. I'm pumped. You know, uh, it's just another addition to our toylines.com website. So, you know, stick with us. We're, you know, yeah, this and uh, later on. Later on, I want to um, give out our email address so you can, yeah. you know, come yeah. uh, come join the chat with us. And it's really this and more because, not, we're, of course, we're going to dis- discuss Star Wars. Uh, of course, we're going to discuss uh, oh, yeah. new toys, old toys, um, Remco, Universal Monsters. I loved that as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And let's face it, everything comes back to toys, whether it's a, nowadays a TV show has a toy line. Movie has a toy line. Oh. You know, everything goes back to toys. Um, I don't think there's anything out there that does not have a toy. So um, that's true. You know, so that's true. But it, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. We're in the gold. We're in a golden age of toys right now. Yeah, and if there's something uh, you, uh, something you, the listener, wants to hear about, let us know. Um, we love talking toys. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Uh, you want to jump into the news? Yeah, let's go to the news. Uh, you want to? You want to? Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make this quick. Uh, okay. So, big story of today just released. Michael Keaton, the original uh, Tim Burton Batman himself, is in talks with DC Comics to reprise the role of Batman for the new live-action Flash movie. This is now something I really this like. Is the way to go. Yeah, this is the way to go. Yeah, and you know what? I would love to see a Batman Beyond movie. He'd be great. Yeah, he can play the older Bruce. And you know, I always think back to the summer of '89. Not only did the Last Crusade come out, but Batman came out. I mean, you couldn't yeah. throw a rock without seeing a bat sign. And I just, to this day, I just love the way he looks in that suit. I love that Batmobile. Um, and they're saying that he's going to be sort of um, a mentor to the Flash. Um, and apparently, from what I read, appear in possibly other movies. So um, this is huge. Something you never thought you'd see again. Yes, I remember yeah. when Kevin Smith wrote the Superman Lives script um, for Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Um, his plan was to have a scene with Batman in it, and it would have been Michael Keaton. Um that obviously right. never came to fruit to, to to happening, so this was just like, just like out of the blue. I, I he's you know he's the vulture now, but he's going to be Batman too. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you. I'm happy to see DC going in this direction. They're finally like listening to things. I mean, granted, DC's done some interesting things that. People wanted to see, but they messed it up somehow. But uh, but no, I'm I'm happy to see this. This is the way it should, you know. This is the way DC movies should be, you know. 
And it's cool. Um, that, it's cool that he's considering. It's cool that he's considering it. Michael yeah. Keaton. You know, yeah, like, definitely. Some people might just be done with that role, but you no, know, Michael Keaton is considering the role. Uh, so that's actually really cool. So like, we'll have to wait yeah. and see. But so far, you know, that's yeah. that's a great, great bit of uh, nostalgia right there. Wow, Michael Keaton's coming back. I mean, oh, that's so cool. Uh, what yeah, else we, yeah. what else do I we can, got? Uh, let's see here. Free comic book day is coming back this summer. So, so hopefully all comic book stores are coming back bigger than before. So apparently the way it is, it will be through July 15th through September 9th. Uh, comic stores will have the opportunity to release 45 titles, all from Marvel, DC. Uh, oh, excuse me. Didn't mean to use the DC word with Diamond. Uh, from Marvel, Image, uh, Dark Horse. So, so yeah. So hopefully that's a good boost for uh, comic book stores. Yeah, yeah they, they're hurting. Support your local um, retailer. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely yeah, support hurting. Support your local retailer. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Ah, uh, finally, Pixel Dan Erdley's book, "The Toys of He Man and the Masters of the Universe," has finally been solicited from Dark Horse Comics. So. Congratulations to Mr. Erdley and Val Staples of He-Man.org. I cannot wait for this book. This yeah. book is, if they do it correctly, which I'm sure they have, this is going to be the the end of all books as I far think, as He-Man goes. I think publisher-wise, they were so smart to go with Dark Horse. And I really like the cover, especially with uh, Castle Grayskull like that. Um, Castle Grayskull yeah, is on the top of it. Um and vintage, excuse me. And I, I guess at the bottom, those are the different versions of He-Man throughout the years. Um, so, oh yeah, this is a book that um, I like books that, when it comes to toys, that cover the history of a toy. And if this mm-hmm. book does that, this is a book I'd like to have on my shelf, just to take down, oh, yeah. uh, you know, to look at the pictures, to hear some facts. Um, those are the type of books that like you just keep going back to uh you know like steve sansweet star wars yeah, books I, so uh yeah when when is this book coming out november november okay so yep. november yep that's gonna uh, make a great uh, and, christmas gift for all you humans yeah and it's a hell of an accomplishment too because you know getting oh, a yeah. book, book done Him and val went all over the country or, excuse me all over the world yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. congratulations hopefully uh yeah, hopefully um, we can get them, at least one of them, to interview with us real quick. Yeah. You know, to promote the book. So they're always welcomed. And then now for all you Comic Gate Cyber Frog uh, enthusiasts, fans out there, Ethan Van Skyver has announced that the Cyber Frog action figure will be solicited in September. And judging by. This picture he uh, uh, tweeted online the other day. I can't wait for it. I love Cyberfrog. It's a great character. Is this going to be this action figure? Is is it going to be articulated? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe he said something like twenty points. Wow. He wants. Uh, he wants this. Yeah, he wants his toy line to be comparable to Marvel Legends. He said. Okay. So I mean, I, I'm 
looking forward to it. Um, there is talk that the build the figure will be his uh, Cyberfrog's brother selling Android, and it's technically it's going to be huge. Okay. Um, he also has uh, supporting characters. There's going to be a statue line coming out as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be on Indiegogo. So he's he's doing everything himself. So good luck to Ethan. Yeah. yeah. Super 7 just um, opened up pre-orders for Conan the Barbarian, the pose figure. So, so actually, um, Tommy, what do you, you think? You know that... that Go ahead, buddy. No, no, I've finished. Uh, say, what do you? Are you a fan of Conan to begin with? I love Conan. Okay, so I remember seeing this. He's no he. He's no he man, but I, he's still up there. I remember seeing Conan the Barbarian as a kid, and you know, kind of liking it. Um, I pre- I'm going to be honest. I prefer the Lord of the Rings um, to, for my fantasy. Um, I wanted to ask you about this. So. This is just it's just gonna be Conan from the first first movie. The toy that's coming out. Yes. Okay, well, so. um Super Seven's doing the they already solicited the Conan from the first movie. This is the pose Conan, and then I'm hoping, uh, from what I saw last year at PowerCon, um, the Conan from Conan the Destroyer. Okay. So before there, I get there that, will be a third one. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, um, Conan was created by Robert E. Howard um, in the 1930s, actually, believe it or not. Um, it was a bunch of short stories and books. Uh, Robert E. Howard um, wrote a ton of stuff. He's also uh, well-known for creating uh, Cult, the Conqueror, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Solomon Kane, which actually I like a lot. Um, I'm a big Solomon Kane fan. Um, he also created Red Sonia. Um, I, I would say that's probably his other most popular character. Uh, I was looking after I saw this figure, I was looking at Conan the Destroyer, which is the movie I remember more. Um, right. That, that movie had such a cast. It had Will Chamberlain. It had um, mm-hmm. Grace, Grace Jones, Jones, of course. Grace Jones, very, very much a part of that movie. Um, the actor um, Mako or who played the yes. voice of Apu. Yeah. Um, and yes. believe it or uh, Pat Roach, who was in Raiders. Um, he was the uh, German oh. mechanic who fights in the end of the plane. He was also General Kale mm-hmm. in Willow. But believe it or not, I find this so interesting. Oh. The young, I think, was she a young princess in that movie? That, that he's helping? Yeah. That young blonde the princess. One from, um, she's a sister from the, yeah, one, oh. the Wonder Years. That's what I was gonna say. Yep, which years. I remember reading. I was like, that blew my mind. That's Olivia Diabo at a very young age. Yeah. Um, so, do you think they'll ever make toys um, based on the uh, other characters, or is it just going to be Conan? Well, no. Um, the first, their first line had Thusla Doom, which is um, uh, Darth Vader's voice. James Earl Jones. Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, so. He was solicited. Uh, so there's Conan, Thusla Doom, Rexor, and Thorgrin. Oh, okay. From uh, the very first Conan movie. And uh, they all come with alternate heads, extra weapons. I mean, uh, this, this is going to be a great, uh, great line. I do wonder um, if they make it 
Destroyer, but they do Red Sonia because didn't Conan appear in that movie as well? Schwarzenegger. He wasn't Conan. Schwarzenegger wasn't Red Sonia. He wasn't Conan. He was a different oh, character. No, no kidding. I always thought yeah, he was Conan. A, yeah, that's a big misconception. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. Learn something every yeah. day. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, surprise, surprise, from Hasbro Pulse, the gift everybody wanted, a talking Deadpool head. <laughs> Expletives. Yeah. Uh, are they, will he be cursing or... And will it be Ryan Probably Reynolds' not. voice? No, it Probably be not. It, it's it, it's you know it's going to be a family thing. Okay. But uh, apparently, so so if you uh, get the app, you can interact with your own talking Deadpool head. This is kind of like so, the the Furbies of the generation. Of, yeah. Right. Or um, or when uh, Planmates did it a while back for uh, the Ninja Turtles. That yeah. Talking Michelangelo, so, so yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what to make of it. I mean, I love Deadpool, but I just don't need a, a head that doesn't even sound like Ryan Reynolds talking to me. You, know? you don't need. You just want a severed head like hanging around, right? Right. I mean, it's just kind of the middle of the night goes off. Yeah. Right. And here we the oh, Smurfs. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nickelodeon coming has back. picked up the license. Yeah, Nickelodeon has picked up the license for Smurfs, and the new CGI series will be uh, sometime next year. And this is interesting because when I was a kid, the Smurfs were friggin' huge. Um, it was a cartoon. And oh yeah, I always thought they yeah, were. Yeah, on NBC. Yeah, I always thought they were created in the '80s, but apparently it goes back to the '50s by a Belgian guy named um, Paya. Hey, I'm probably pronouncing it hey, incorrectly. Yeah, but um, hey, yeah. did you ever um, did you ever see the movie The Smurfs and the Golden Flute? I did not. I the Golden Flute, the Magic Flute. Excuse me. That I, was yeah. That was my first introduction to uh, to the Smurfs. That apparently that was how they originally wanted to interpret the Smurfs. Then when um, it came over to America, they 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 basically changed some things. Mm. And uh, and put it on channels, uh, and put it on Saturday morning. No, I always but, uh, yeah, they were on for like ten seasons. Oh yeah, and and the toy line was just nuts. The little figurines and there was villages and just Smurf upon Smurf, uh, like just all yeah. different things. I remember um, my wife and I were dating. She um, had a ton of them, and this is before eBay. Oh really? That's all. Yeah. Awesome. This yeah, is how yeah. far back this goes. So this is before eBay when you had um, a message board and she put them up there to sell. And a guy from Japan bought her Smurf collection for $400 and wanted it shipped wow. uh, by boat to uh, to Japan. Um, and that was back in like early 2000s. Um, so I met her in 97. It might have been late 90s. But uh, yeah, um, Smurf collectors are huge still to this day. There's tons of websites. Um, really? Yeah, so it's it's amazing to see that. Uh, it's amazing to see this this these little guys last so long. That could be your next uh, toy line article. That could be. The history of the Smurfs is um, pretty interesting. Um, it's very yeah. Smurfy. Uh, I would like to say... Is there a Smurf convention? I wouldn't be surprised. Smurf 
I know there was something huh. recently. I'm going to say the past year, where they were. I forget okay. what. I forget what country. Uh, I know it was in Europe, where they did um, a Guinness Book of World Record thing, where it was like the most people dressed as the Smurfs. Um, and, oh wow! And, yeah, I'm sure if you uh, just look it up on the internet, you, you folks can find it. But um, overseas, like you know, the Smurfs are very popular. Um, still, like. Um, Asterix, the uh, the Viking, um, that comic strip is still mm -hmm. popular. Tintin, uh, even the, you know, Tintin was a great movie, by the way, but um, it didn't really take off here in the states, but it's huge overseas. Um, so yeah, Smurfs is just a, it's, it's still going strong, and it looks like it always will be. Maybe nice. Um, I, I would like to just mention how um, in the past week, um, Ian Holm died. Ian Holm is, of course, uh, two Tolkien fans, uh, Bilbo Baggins from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and he also re, uh, replayed him for the Hobbit movie. Um, one thing, that, and he's been a ton of other things. I mean, he was one of the voices in Ratatouille. Um, his, his career is just so long. But um, in the 80s, there was a radio drama or a radio adaption of Lord of the Rings that Ian Holm played Frodo, the Hobbit, in it. So he played a Hobbit twice. Um, I believe he was 88 and died oh, wow. of Parkinson's. So, yeah, it's an unfortunate yeah. uh, great actor um, passing away. Um, yeah. No, um, Joel Schumacher just died, too. Joel Schumacher Age died? 80. I did not know that. Yeah, what, this what morning. Did, oh, this morning? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say... Now, other than Batman and Robin... He's actually a very good and talented filmmaker. Let's let's go with Batman Forever too. Um, other than no, so he is a good filmmaker. Um, the Lost Boys is an excellent movie. Falling Down, yeah, excellent Phone movie. Boot. Yeah, uh, DC Cab. If you go way back to the eighties, um, oh yeah, Schumacher. He, he was a good director, and I mean, the original plot for Lost Boys dealt with little children. And it was his idea to make them like teenage punkers. And um, that, that, that's an 80s right. staple, that film. I mean, I love that movie. My wife loves that yeah. movie. Um, so, yeah, Schumacher, I, I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves because of the two Batman films. Batman Forever was very successful when it came out. Um, yeah, but, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that overshadows all his accomplishments, which is a shame. And I, I did not know he died. That's um, What did he die? Yeah, 80. 80 years old. Wow. Uh, that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch that. But, I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that. It's a, it's a shock to me today. Um, there was um, a recent tweet from Stephen King about a book he wanted, he has in mind for uh, Jason Voorhees. Um, most likely he's never going to write it because apparently there's a lot of rights tangled up with, the first movie and the character and this and that the book he wants to write is called I Jason and it's told from Jason's point of view of how he keeps dying and come back to life um, which I actually think would be a pretty cool concept uh, yeah this Stephen King of course like you don't need to explain even who the man is um, maybe they'll hearing this maybe those people with the rights will make it but it actually kind of reminds me back before peter jackson did um 
the Lord of the Rings. Um, he was in talks. Well, he wrote a script for New Line Cinema for Freddy Krueger. I believe it was for the sixth movie. And it was going to be that um, Freddy has basically lost his power over children when they go to sleep. And they go to sleep, I, I guess, basically to, just to mess with him, just to not afraid of him. And the movie was going to take place mostly in Freddy's world. Uh, of course, the movie never came to be, but I heard that the script was pretty good. Jackson, of course, went on to make Lord of the Rings and, you know, King Kong right. and so on and so forth. And Freddy went his other ways. But it kind of makes you think, you know, if, if this, that Peter Jackson script, if this Stephen King book ever came out, it, it would be a pretty cool concept. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i be honest with you. I'm not a big... Uh... I'm not a big Stephen King fan. Mm -hmm. I just, I liked, I liked uh, Stand by Me. Right. Basically, right. that was just a short story. Yes, it was the body. But um, um, but I'm sure you like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, very. Oh, good that's movie. right. Yep, Shawshank. And yeah. uh, one uh, more. Um, oh, Maximum Overdrive. That's Maximum. the other one. I like. That's a great movie. Uh, yeah, that's a short yeah. story. Um, called I believe it's called Trucks. There, um, some of his short mm -hmm. stories were excellent. Um, and then there was, of course, um, yeah. What was one with Tom? Yeah, Hanks? I, I like those. Where oh. the prison guard and um. Uh, oh, uh, Green Mile. Yes, Green Mile was very good. Uh, I think Frank yeah. Darabont had something to yeah, do with I, that. Yeah, I kind of like his short story. Now I think about it, I like his short stories more than I like uh, his full novels. Like it, I was never a fan of. Um, if you're gonna want to read good short stories. Um, you can pick up, um, I believe it's called Different Seasons or Four Seasons, and that's where the body is. It's also where Apt Pupil came from, which uh, I believe Brian Singer directed, oh. and it had Ian McKellen in it. Yeah. Um, there's a third, there's two other stories. The third one, I'm drawing a blank. The fourth one called The Breathing Method. Um, that is a weird story. You, I don't think they could make that into a movie. I'm just going to leave it at that for those of mm -hmm. you who read it. Um, but uh yeah his short stories are very interesting um and how he'll connect them into his books uh the stand which is one of his popular books there's a short story in it um i think it was either called captain i think it was called captain trips this is going back years ago when i read it but um yeah he's a uh, i think people either like him or, or they they don't but um that's kind of like any any series any author you know you either you can get into their work or you, or you don't but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was never really a big horror guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I like Scream. I mean, if you know the big Jason versus Freddy debate, you know, I like Jason. Really? See, and I. I, to I, be honest with you, I don't even know why. To be honest with you, <laughs> I, I just you know a guy, a guy you know stalking kids and you know in a lake somewhere. So I was gonna go with uh, Freddy, but um. You know, mm -hmm. to, to bring it back to Jason, Jason does hell from New Jersey in a way. They filmed the first Friday the 13th at Camp Novi Bosco in New Jersey, which was oh, okay. was a Boy Scout camp at the time. Um, Boy, Scouts, Boy Scouts are now no longer, but uh, when I was a, a kid, we went camping there for one night. And, um, you know, there's, so there's all this energy surrounding Friday the 13th being filmed there. And my brother used to go camping there a lot. Oh, wow. Um, the camp is still there. I don't know what what's going on with it. But yeah, um, Camp Nobi Bosco, 
um, Friday the 13th, the town that they filmed it in, um, I know there's a museum there. I just, I, I can't think of the name of the town off the top of my head, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I kind of prefer the old black and white universal classic monsters myself, the creature from the black lagoon. I love, Oh yeah. Um, Dracula, mm-hmm. you know, Boris Karloff is Frankenstein. I kind of mm-hmm. got out of that horror phase. Um, my brother, my, my brother and sister still like it. I, I kind of like the more older stuff, but you know, to each his own. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, was there anything actually else? Oh, uh, yeah. Was there anything else that you had in mind? Uh, no. There was one no. other thing. So, uh, one, oh, okay. There's a comic strip. I don't know if anybody's read it or not. It's called um, Phoebe and the Unicorn. Um, it's by Dana Simpson. Um, it's a newspaper strip for those of you who still read newspapers. It's actually a cute comic. Um, it's about, I think she's a nine year old girl and she has a friend who's a unicorn. Um, and Nickelodeon actually picked that up as well to be um, a movie and an animated movie and I believe a series. Um, there's about oh, wow. 12 books of the comic strip out right now you can find in your local bookstore mm-hmm. or um, just check probably. The, uh, Dana Simpson's website, or uh, you know, just type in Phoebe in the Unicorn, and it's a it's a cute comic book. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a cute comic strip. It's a, uh, you know, it, it's along the lines of like a Peanuts, uh, Calvin and Hobbes, something like that. Um, it's not one of the ones that are, you know, when you're a kid, you want to read, you don't want to read Prince Valiant, you want to read Snoopy, you want to read Hagar, maybe that's that's what I read at least, but um. Yeah, so that's just a, a that came over. I believe the weekend they announced that. So that's um, Nickelodeon seems busy with the Smurfs and all this. So, yeah, yeah, good for them. Although, yeah. I don't know. I, a couple of people have told me that uh, the Turtles have been saving Nickelodeon for a while now. So, I just hope so that's they, good uh, that they're picking stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nickelodeon was just a great channel as a kid. I'm in there when I think first came on. I remember watching yeah. that show. Um, the original, yeah. The original shows, um, Sleepy Shorts, Pete and Pete, filmed in New Jersey. Um, um, oh, yeah. So the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. was way back. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You mentioned you can't do that on TV. You can't do that on television. That was my favorite. Oh, my Lord. You say, I don't awesome. know. And you, you'd say, I don't know. You get slimed. You say, water. You get water dumped yep. on you. Alanis Morissette was in that yep. show. Um, yeah, which is season. funny. Yeah, and actually, there was a show in the that aired on Nickelodeon in the U.S. It was called Fifteen. In Canada, it had a different name. However, um, Ryan Reynolds was in that show. Very young Ryan Reynolds, probably twelve or thirteen. And it's really oh, interesting. Well. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch that show because it was your standard DeGrassi wannabe show. Um, but okay. he went from being this young child actor to this extremely talented actor. I mean, he's great pretty much in anything he does. And let's like his Deadpool um, is he's, he's excellent in that movie. Um, and I'm just thinking of that movie. Was it just friends? Has he a movie? Uh, yes. I mean, he, he's just yeah, like his, him and Amy smart. Yeah. His, his and uh, the guy who played uh, 
Jimmy Olsen from Superman, um, Superman Returns. Was it plays his brother? Somebody's in that movie. Maybe it's the fanboys. But uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is just extremely talented. And it's kind of cool to see where you know, like, his, his, where he came from. You know, like looking back, this is where he was. Now look at him. Now he's this big popular star. Uh, nice. That's kind of cool. You know, it's really neat. Yeah. So okay, kids, that wraps it up for Toyland's podcast. Uh, you have anything to add, Ian? Uh, no, I think we got a couple of shout outs. Uh, thank yous we like to make. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Brian Salvatore, who does our theme song, which is called uh, Some Assembly Required. Um, so I hope you guys like the he's song. Very talented. Yes, he's a. Uh, I hope you like the song. It's um, when I first heard it, when I asked him to make it, we asked him to make it. It was just like, dude, you got exactly what I wanted. So I'm really happy with that. Uh, yeah. Anybody for you? Oh, yeah, a few people. Um, believe it or not, Ming Chen of uh, Comic Book Men fame. I, uh, I actually took his podcasting class, and cool. uh, he was very helpful. Yeah, really helpful in establishing this. And uh, also a uh, shout-out to my buddy Rob McCallan of Pyre Productions. Now, he's uh, and documentarian, isn't he? He is. He's one of the best. He did uh, Masters of the Universe. That was Missing excellent. Mom. Yes. His, his own personal documentary, uh, How He Finds His Mother. I mean, that's incredible. Him and his wife have a, a podcast, so uh, Mouthcast. So if you're looking for, you know, a good couple relationship, pop culture podcast, Mouthcast is is excellent. Yeah, I highly listen, recommend it. Listen to it with your girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend, whoever you're with. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. And then um, he also has Action Figure Adventure coming out, which hopefully we'll discuss once it's uh, closer to release. Okay, cool. So, hope yeah, hopefully we can get him on the show. Yeah. So, cool. thank you. Give us a try. And uh, next week uh, we'll get the email. I don't have it on me. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, start just be us again, but uh, and start but, yeah. thinking of uh, uh, any toys you'd like to hear about, um, any, any questions you might want to know about Tom or I or about um, toy lines in general. Um, Tommy yeah. literally is the master of the message <laughs> of the universe, so any He Man questions, I would say direct to him. Uh, any He Man questions directed me, I'm gonna direct to him because I <laughs> constantly have to remind myself things, but uh. About He Man, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then uh, hopefully we'll have some more themes to discuss. So, oh, I'm sure everyone be safe, be safe, wear a mask, um, careful out there, and um, we'll talk to you next week. Play with, yeah, play with your toys. That's right. Bye.